This episode will be a real deal because I choose to speak with a woman biker who has done a lot in the automotive industry. Graphic designer, builder, custom painter, holder of SEMA Show Awards since 2010, participant in numerous television shows such as Auto Revolution, Rockin' Roadsters, and Car Warriors, co-founder of Real Deal with the late but famous Jesse Combs, she designed, paints, builds the life she wants to live, and now she wants you to do it too. Behind the end of bars, there is always a story, and our story today is that of an inspiring woman, Teresa Contreras. Teresa, welcome to Beyond the Underbars, the podcast where I talk with inspiring people from around the world who live for motorcycling. And this is a real pleasure to have you on this podcast. Thank you, Guillaume. It's a pleasure to be here, for sure. Thank you so much. Great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Um, the question that no one escapes, Teresa, the first question, which motorcycle did you ride on? And then which motorcycle are you currently riding? Uh, which motorcycle, what was the first part of the question? Uh, uh, which motorcycle did you ride? Did you uh, ride? When I started riding? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, uh, I started riding when I was about three years old on, uh, on okay. an ATC. So three wheels. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Not two. But um, but that's really where my journey kind of began with with you know motorcycle riding. My parents, um, they had dirt bikes, okay. so I was going out there with them on my ATC, and so just being around that, I really enjoyed that part of just um, you know what what that really brought of uh, uh, the the freedom of riding on on you know that was three wheels at the time, but again two wheels. You know, uh, I even had a big wheel that I used to ride too. So, uh, but the first bike that I really, um, that was really mine that I started working on, I started working on it with my husband and my dad and we started building it because the problem is, is I'm shorter. So it was really hard. Every time I got on a motorcycle, I didn't really feel comfortable riding it on the street because of how tall it was. But I rode, I rode on the dirt, but I really wanted to ride on the street, you know, um, so probably about, I think it was about 18 or so, we finally found one that I was able to sit on. And that was an, a zero engineering frame. Um, and Shinya Kimura was one of the engineers at the time with zero engineering and they're uh, from Japan. And so I found this chassis uh, and I sat on it. I was like, this is the one, this is finally something that I can sit on. So, um, so we bought another uh, 1200, um, you know, a uh, sportster, and then we basically removed everything, installed it into that bike. Um, I did a custom, uh, um, I mean, pretty much everything was kind of custom on it. You know, uh, I did a, a Husqvarna dirt bike, uh, tank from 1980 on it. So it's more square looking. And, and again, it was, you know, and it was a hardtail. uh, did have a bobber front end on it. I really liked that look of that old school, um, you know, looked like, you know, something more from, you know, the forties or fifties, as opposed to a brand new motorcycle, you know, uh, and then I love dirt bikes. So I, you know, more off-road looking tires, uh, more aggressive like that. So that's really what I started riding on was that, and people thought I was crazy. They're like, that's a hard tail. Like, why are you riding something like that? Um, but it was a fun, it, it is, I still, I still have that motorcycle today and it is a fun bike to ride. I absolutely love it. 
Um, as far as what I'm writing today, uh, I don't write that one all the time because because it is writing a hard tale. You know, if, if someone doesn't write one all the time, you know, it, it's, it's not comfortable all the time. You know, it's fun to ride. Um, uh, but I do have an Electroglide okay. that I just, I, yeah, so a little bit bigger, more comfy for sure. Um, I rode that one up to Sturgis this year. So that was a much, a much nicer ride on that, you know, going up to Sturgis. So I've been riding that. And then also, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, Jesse Combs. So with Jesse, um, her and I built a BMW R9T, um, a 20, 2015. And so I ride that too, still as well. So her and I both would ride that motorcycle. Um, it's an amazing motorcycle to ride. I really enjoy riding that a lot more. <laughs> so is it difficult to ride on a trail ride rather than the previous you had? On a which what, between which ones? Be, be, between the trail ride and the previous you customized. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just different, I guess, you know? Um, so yeah, I would say that. Okay. 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 And for the listeners, because we, you told about Jesse Gomes and I think most of the listeners don't really know her because she was a yeah. real icon in the motorcycle world. And she was also an inspiring woman for many women in this motorcycle world. So can, can you also, uh, describe a little bit the story of Jesse Combs for those who don't know about her. Yeah, for sure. So what's funny is even the way her and I met. Um, so we met working on um, the first all-female um, car build. So it was a it was a Ford Mustang that was going to the SEMA show. And so she had come into my shop. And so when she came in, we actually had... Um, all of our motorcycles were sitting in the shop, you know, like we had them all stacked up. Um, so the one I was telling you about my custom 1200 Sportster is that it was sitting there along with like five other motorcycles, right? But she pointed to it and she was like, whose motorcycle is that? And I looked at her and I was like, mine? And she was like, do you wanna go riding? And that was like literally the first conversation we had, yeah, you know, and I, yeah. And it, it's funny how motorcycles really connect people, you know, um, that was something that, you know, her and I, you know, she came there to work on a car, but then we ended up starting to ride together and we really, we really loved riding and it, it, it is hard to find someone else that you can connect with on riding motorcycles or anything like that. I mean, so, so to, to give everyone an idea of who, who Jesse Combs was, and I didn't even, I wasn't really even watching any of her TV shows or anything at the time. So I didn't really like, I knew who she was, but I didn't like watch those things every day. But, you know, she, you know, she was a, a woman that got into, you know, um, she was doing, um, uh, what was it? Uh, four by four extreme. I think I forget, I forget the exact name of it, but she was on multiple TV shows working on off-road vehicles, um, all girls garage, you know, she was out there doing things that, you know, other women were like, Hey, wait, who's this, you know, who's this chick out there doing these things like that, you know, and she just really, you know, dove in and she, she enjoyed understanding how things worked and, you know, building them herself. She didn't want to stay behind the scenes or just talk about the cars. She wanted to work on them, you know? So anytime she was on a show, you know, I think even with like overhauling, it was hard for her because she would start to, 
they wanted her in in kind of more of a like talking role but she was like no i want to work on the cars you know so it was like every time she did something she wanted to work on them so when her and i met you know that that's what connected us is we loved really we loved building things together uh we loved riding and then we loved off-road so it was all these things that like our um you know, like, because they're all different lifestyles, they kind of overlapped a little bit, but we liked doing all of them. So, um, so motorcycles were a really big part of it. And her and I started going to uh, Babes Ride Out. Mm -hmm. And so that was an all female event that they have out here in California that they started, which they've done like overseas too. And they, they you know, they're kind of going all over the place now. But um, yeah, that was, that was something that we really enjoyed doing. And then, um, and then we connected with them even more. And, and now we, uh, going into some of the other parts, real deal, what we started together, then, then now we kind of work with, uh, you know, uh, babes right out, you know, making sure that we're there teaching people skilled trades. Cause we want, you know, people go there, you know, we, especially women, they go there with a motorcycle, but they don't know how to work on it, you know, or they don't, they don't understand more about it. So we want to be there, you know, it's not intimidating when sometimes like another woman's doing it or whatever that is, but, you know, we're teaching workshops and helping them to understand, you know, their motorcycle more and things like that. Okay. And why, uh, what was the main problem uh, women in the motorcycle world had to think about this solution, a real deal. What were your first thoughts when you started to think about this? So, so real deal came about because Jesse and I would be in the garage together and we'd be working on motorcycles or working on cars. And like, like when we got together, it wasn't like we just sit around and talk. Like we were always doing something, but we liked that, you know, we, we want, we, That's what we enjoyed. We enjoyed tinkering in the garage and stuff. And so we were like, there has to be other chicks like this. Like, where are they? You know? And then we were like, well, we want to like help foster that and help, help build a community that has more of that, you know? And, and, you know, we would, we had both been, uh, I grew, I grew up in a family business where I was able to learn from other people, um, like other guys in the shop. And I never really looked at it as like, oh, I'm a woman doing this. I'm just like in the shop, helping people, helping the guys, you know, or helping my dad. And she, she, her, it wasn't like that for her. She went to go to a shop to work but then the guys wouldn't accept her in there, but then she was doing all the, and then she started doing, you know, the um, shows and stuff like that. But at the same time, we wanted to take that, that there's an intimidation factor sometimes of like, Oh, well, they're tools and only guys work with tools and all these things. Well, we were like, well, if we're just women doing it and we teach other women, like maybe they'll want to come over and like hang out and do it, you know? So We just, we really wanted to foster and, and, you know, make the community to, to help empower other women, because we knew how, how much we loved, you know, riding a motorcycle, right. And working on it and all these things, because it's such a different feeling that it gives you. And so we just really wanted to share that with other people. And so, um, so her and I started a nonprofit together and we would, The first show that we attended was uh, the Born Free Motorcycle Show. And so that one was in Irvine. Yeah, and that's a very, you know, popular show. And so we went there 
And we, we thought at first, you know, we were women, we were only going to teach women, but we went to this show and, and there were no women coming up to us to learn. <laughs> so oh, there were all, all guys and kids coming up to us to learn. And we said, well, we're not going to tell you no, like, of course, of course, come on, you know. But, yeah. but why uh, women uh, don't come to to you to talk about uh, all these um, things that you can uh, share with them? Well, because we don't know if it was the right, uh, the, the, the crowd of people from Born Free, uh, most of it were guys that worked on motorcycles and they brought their girlfriends or someone else that not necessarily they were into learning something like that. So most of the guys in the, in the kids, they all wanted to learn. And the girlfriends were kind of like, ah, uh, okay, it's different, you know, and just stare, you know, they weren't quite sure what we were doing. So then, so, so then we were like, oh, well, of course we're going to, we're going to teach, you know, men and kids and everyone else too. That's not, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to be exclusive. That was not, that was definitely not our goal of what that was. And so then we attended a, an event like, like Babes Right Out. Well, all of those women in that that demographic of women of wanting to go out and ride their motorcycle, of wanting not being on the back, they rode theirs. You know, there it was it was a little bit different where they wanted to learn some of these things that we were teaching. And it just exploded from going to an event like that because it was all women wanting to know that, you know. So it was a different type of event. And then As we go to these other events, then of course we're getting more women coming up now. But when we went to this one event that everyone was like that, oh my gosh, it's just, yeah, and it's do, awesome. And do, do you think also that uh, women are sometimes afraid to ask things like that, like how to to um, to do the mechanics for their own motorcycle or something like that? Yes. 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 Yeah. 100%. Yeah. In, in, So, so that's the intimidating part, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've never picked up a tool. They've never done that where they've never felt comfortable around it. So that's our goal of going out into these environments is just saying like, you know, they were like, well, I've never done that before. We're like, exactly. That's why we're here. We're going to teach you right now. Like here, put this wrench in your hand, you know, like, like in, in it's, Jesse and I knew it had to be hands-on. It had to be something. It's that connection of like when you're, you know, a tangible, you have it in your hand. It's it's the connection of that, right? And you know what you're doing, you're getting it. You're you're gonna remember it, right? Because the first time someone welds or pinstripes or does something, they're like, wow, I just did that. So we're we're able to make that connection with them that they can go and now do it. Now, now it's taking that that into intimidation factor of them being afraid to ask and being afraid of all those things. And we're, we're trying to, to be right there for them to say, Oh, I understand you've never done this before, but that's why we're here to help you. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's like kind of a, a stepping off our own comfort zone to ask yes. something that we don't know about. And also because I, I don't know, because I think it's like a myth for me, but like in mechanics, we always, Are in this kind of mindset where we are afraid to fail, but it's not. Yes. It's not so bad uh, at all, and I think for most women and men, it's okay to try 
to fail and to try again to at least finally uh, realize that we are capable of doing this. Yes. And that is a hundred percent. Like, like when I, when I now teach a, a workshop, when I'm teaching pinstriping, for instance, mm-hmm. I kind of want people to know how to do it wrong almost. So I can help fix like not, I can, I can correct in their head how to do it right. But they, but they have to make that connection because mm-hmm. it's like what you're saying. It's a mindset of like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. No, no, no. Just make little adjustments. You're, you're almost there, but like little tiny changes, it, it just changes everything. And, and people don't realize that they want, like you're saying, like, like they want, they are, oh, that's it. I failed. I've already done. And you're like, no, you're not done. Like, we'll get you through to the end, you know? So, and, and like, when I tell someone that, like, no, I'm going to teach you how to pinstripe in an hour and oh, but I've tried before. And I'm like, okay, but I like, it's really be, it's more of an intuitive thing and like helping people connect on a different level. Cause a lot of times, like you will watch it on TV or something. It is a hands-on thing that you have to feel. And I, and, and sometimes just doing it like that and being there with the person it, it's different. You know, welding's the same way when, when Jesse would teach someone how to, how to weld like that too. It's, it's, there's something about being in the moment and you do, you remember it in a different way like that. Yeah. And w- what do you teach to this woman? So we, t- okay. So we, we, we teach any skilled trades. Okay. Like our goal is to, so Jesse and I, at first we would start out, she would teach welding mm-hmm. and then I would teach pinstriping. So those are the ones we started with, but now we brought in, you know, we didn't mind teaching, you know, more guys and kids and stuff, but all of our instructors are all women. So they're all women that have done, you know, that are really good at what they do. Um, so we have, we have blacksmithing, we have leather work, uh, we do metal shaping, um, we do silver smithing. You know, there's, there's all kinds. So we try to, to find women that, that do all of these cool things like that, uh, woodworking, you know, I had some people reach out about that too, that, that want to help, you know, foster those communities like that. So, uh, so we try to teach everything. We want that to keep growing. You know, we do mechanical, we do automotive. So we'll, we'll do painting. We'll do all of these different things that can be, put into that category. I mean, even, even driving and stuff, you know, that is a skill trait too, or writing, you know, things like that. So all of these types of things, like, like, like a hands-on type of thing that you do, like, that's what we're trying to help get that, you know, back into the world of like, you know, getting out, you know, it can be construction, you know, building a house and and doing all of that, that type of stuff. So, so we really want that to be something there's something different and empowering about you being able to build something with your hands, you know, or create or do something because you did it. And that's what we want to give to other people. Like we want to share that with them that they're capable of doing it. Okay, so it's not just about how to build uh, your own motorcycle or how to repair some stuff on your automobile. So it's just about building something and empowering. Right. Uh, ourselves to maybe just to be better at some skills, but also just to be more confident about the fact that we are capable of doing this. 
That's exactly it. I got chills because that's exactly it. it. It's that people are capable of so much, but like you said, like they come up at first and they're like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're shy or something and the confidence level isn't there or something. And I get that because we've all been there, you know, and that's what we're trying to give them. We're trying to tell them like, well, you just did something you thought you, you couldn't do. Right. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you can go do anything, you know, like you're capable of doing anything. You just want to put a little work and effort into and making that happen, you know? So yeah, it, it really is that it's not, we, we do it more in the automotive and motorcycle industry, but for the most part, no, we teach all skilled trades. Yeah. Okay. And did, did you tell also that you're capable of doing all of these uh, things uh, when you, you were uh, younger at the beginning? Uh, I definitely, you know, my, my parents were always people uh, that, that were like, just try, just try and do this and, and go out and do this. So, so I definitely was around a family that, that, that helped, you know, you know, raise that part of me, of, of being a hard worker and being someone that, um, that, that just did it, you know, well, you know, my dad would be like that. Well, you know, here's a motorhome and a trailer behind it. And I'm 16. And he'd be like, okay, drive it. And I'm like, I've never done this before. He's like, well, you don't, that's how you learn. Like you just go do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yes, I, I definitely got some of that. And I, I want to share more of that with the world. Cause yes, part of what my parents have, have helped instill in me has been part of that. Yes. Okay. So, so, uh, your parents was like uh, an inspiration for you to enter in this world of motorcycles and automotive? Yes, because so um, my mom and dad both rode motorcycles when I was young. You know, they um, mostly mostly dirt bikes, you know, and stuff like that. But then uh, and then later, like my mom doesn't, you know, ride bikes anymore or anything like that. But, you know, she did then. So, yes, that was definitely an inspiration uh to me for like like that too yeah for sure and, and what brought you to the to to this uh world of automotives too because we talk a lot about motorcycle but you are also uh um, like an icon in this automotive world so what brought you to 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 make your life between motorcycling and automotive Yeah. Well, and definitely being around my parents, they, so they, um, they started working in the garage, uh, on cars and stuff like that. So I was around that too. I was out there helping them in the garage when they were working on, you know, cars, my dad had gotten uh, laid off from a dealership. And so my mom was like, I'll help you. We can work on these together. So she, she was always doing that too. So I always saw like my whole family working on things. It's not, not just my dad or anything like that, you know? So it was like, oh, okay, we all just go out and do this, you know? So yes, he was, he was working on cars. They, they eventually started an auto body shop. Um, so I was just around that all the time, you know? Um, and then we would go uh, for our free time, our recreation, we went off-roading a lot. So that was how I got more into off-roading is just like, that was on the weekends. That's what we did, you know? Uh, we, we would go out, we would go, Um, we would go to Baja with my grandparents. They had, you know, a place down there in Mexico. And so we would go on the beaches and ride ATCs, you know, and doom buggies and things like that. So I definitely, uh, 
grew up around what that was. And then as uh, and then the graphic design part for me, yes, that that's what really, I guess, helped me get into more of the uh, aftermarket side of it, like customizing, you know, uh, my parents had an auto body shop that, that yes, they would, they would sometimes customize cars here and there, but mostly we did collision repair, right? So we fixed cars for insurance companies and things like that. Um, but really when I started working there after, after I went to school for graphic design and I started working at the family business afterwards, um, I would stay at night and I started, I taught myself how to paint, uh, because, um, going to graphic design, what one, one of the things I loved about taking graphic design is that you learn different mediums of paint. You know, you, you learn how to print make and how to char do charcoal drawings and how to you know, just all the gamut of everything that was, you know, an artist can be. Well, it was really understanding the medium and how that works with something. And so um, with with teaching myself how to paint, it was the same idea. You know, I taught myself how to pinstripe and everyone was like, you know, how are you going to pinstripe that? And I'm like, I've seen them do it. And, and it's no different than me going and taking a class and them telling me this is what it is. So um, you know, one day I literally, it, it was just a, you know, a car that needed some stripes down the side and the guy never showed up. And so I said, well, I'll do it. And everyone looked at me like, you've never done that before. And I was like, I know, but I can do it. So, you know, it took me 20, 25 tries of doing it, wiping it off, doing it. But I saw that they did that. So it was like an eraser, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's easy. Cool. I know that I can fail and just keep going till I get it right. And so I did it, you know, and everyone was very surprised, but I was like, I wasn't surprised. I told you I'd do it, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and that was, that's just always been my attitude too towards things. I just, I, I see something till it's done, not I'm going to fail like that. Like, you know, and so, um, so then I started, uh, teaching myself how to paint and it took me about two years to really teach myself how to, to do automotive painting. And, uh, and then I started asking people if they let me like paint their cars and things like that. And eventually I started getting some, you know, ones from the SEMA show and yeah. And, and then it, it really, you know, grew from there. And so we, at one time we would do, you know, 20 cars for the SEMA show that we would have, you know, different vehicles in the Ford booth and different manufacturers that we, you know, work on vehicles for and stuff. So, yeah. And at this moment, did you feel like a spark that? That, that will be your life that, okay, I'm right here at the right place and I'm gonna doing all of these things because I love that. Yeah. I, and I still do. I, <clears throat> yes, I definitely like, um, I know when I want to be around the certain, like, like, like I, I know personally when I'm, I like what I'm doing, you know, like I'm not, I'm not about like, the first thing on my mind isn't about making money, but it is about creating something that I love to create and that it's helping someone else see their vision too, mm -hmm. you know, but how can I make that vision happen for them too? And, and still put my personal style, which um, it took a while for me to embrace my personal style and really help others infuse that. Because at first, you know, if someone came and said, this is the color, you know, I want just paint it. And I'm like, well, what if you do this color? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, but now 
I'm like, no, I, I really make sure I give my input and suggestions on things to make sure it's, you know, something that I want to see out in the world too, that I put my name on as well. So, so like now I make sure. It's like a routine yeah. for you. Okay. And, and, um, in how many times did you find your own style? Well, so, um, I, in, in 2011, uh, I had a Ford Raptor. So that, that was my first vehicle that I really did that, um, that was my own style. So, so that's when we started building, um, bumpers as well. So that's what Baja Forge really came about. Um, and, and, uh, that's, that's my business now. And so that's where that style and look came from. And so it, it was put on the cover of truck and magazine and I had had other, you know, trucks on the covers, but they weren't, again, they were just things I'd painted for other people or things. But then I put this on there and the, um, one of the first people to reach out to me was, uh, Tanner Faust and he's like a global rally cross racer and things. And I, I was like, I followed him already and stuff. And it, I was really cool. I was like, wow, this is, this is exciting. So, um, you know, he was one of, one of my first, like, you know, clients to, to want something, you know, that I had designed like that. And he was like, I have a Raptor just like yours. Can you make mine look like yours too? And I was like, yeah, we can, you know? So that was like really exciting. And then, and then we didn't do anything for a little while, but then, uh, in 2018, we did a Ford expedition for the SEMA show. And that one really, uh, a lot of people started to really notice it and stuff. Um, you know, and so that one gained a lot of momentum and then we won consistently in a row that one got a four, a design. So at the SEMA show, um, for people that don't know, the SEMA show is the specialty equipment market association. So it, it's the, it's the modified or custom cars, right? It's, it's wheels and tires and, you know, fenders and hoods and lights. It's all the aftermarket accessories that you accessorize our, you know, vehicles or motorcycles with too, you know, anything like that. And so, uh, so at the show, we, we started winning awards from Ford consistently, like in a row. So we got four, uh, four years in a row, we got awards for those vehicles, like, um, the expedition. And then we did like a Ranger and an, another expedition and a super duty. So, all of the, oh, and a Bronco, you know, so all these different things um, uh, had gotten awards like that. So that was really cool. And then Jesse, when we built the uh, BMW R9T, that was also, um, she, you know, we got this in 2015. And and so she was like, I want you to design it. And I was like, what, why, you know, well, I want you. And she's like, no, I know, I know that you're capable you'll make some, we had very similar style and taste and that's why we got along so well too. And so she kind of let me curate and, and have a focus on the direction. And then, you know, she actually built the fairing that, you know, she was taking metal shaping at the time, um, and just starting to learn all that. So like she built like the custom fairing on it, you know, on the front of it. Um, she made other, you know, custom, you know, fab pieces on it, but like, she'd ask me like, okay, is this look like your rendering? Is this how you, how you envision it? And I'm like, yeah, no, this is looking right. You know? So, so it was really cool to like work with other people that like believe in you, you know, like that's a whole different level of confidence that I think other people really don't understand until, until you get other people that are really like, here, go like, like, we like what you're doing. We want to help you get there, you know? So 
um, that motorcycle, you know, it went to the hand-built show. Um, it went to the International Motorcycle Show and won a ton of awards there, you know, and uh, just different things like that was really cool for us to, you know, be part of a project like that, you know, and, and be able to share that. So, yeah, she was she was definitely someone and, and you know, and she's she still is that that like spirit that that wants to be there to cheer people on, you know, for what they're doing and stuff. And And she was always that for me as well. And sometimes did you in your work, in your job, do, uh, do you feel like alone because you have your own thoughts about how you can create, how you can build your stuff. And sometimes other people can not understand what and why are you doing yes. this? <laughs> still, <laughs> yes. Still. Okay, still. It's a part of the process, <laughs> I think. But uh, is it, it, it a room? Uh, a thing, a uh, thing that is common for all the women and men who try to build something. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think it's common for all of us, right? It's not just even women, right? It, it's, yeah. um, it's funny because I had kind of, I, I had put something on that, like on Instagram. I posted something like, you know, not everyone is going to understand why you're doing something and that's okay <laughs> and the thing is is we do we we think like oh our family's always going to be there to support us but they'll be like why are you doing that and it's okay they don't they're not us they they're not in our head they don't get our vision like sometimes we have to trust ourselves to keep going in that direction and know that what we're doing is the right thing you know like and that's it is a hard thing because you know, it's, it's our family or something. And so sometimes we want, you know, oh, you're right. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't do this or whatever that is, you know? And so, um, taking that away and really being able to focus on like, no, this is about you doing something that you believe in because it, it comes from you, right? It comes from your heart. It comes from inside of you. It's a thought a, a dream or something. It wasn't theirs. It was yours. And so you have to realize like, you're the one that has to manifest it it's sometimes not everyone is going to be on the same page, you know? So definitely. And I think we all struggle with that a lot. <laughs> jobs or I think creative job can be sometimes like, um, something that you sometimes alone, but also sometimes you, you cannot share well, your thoughts yeah. about it because It's sometimes it's really, really strange, really weird, but you have to do it because it's inside you. It's it's like a part of you, and it's really important to share this for the first time for you, but after for the other people if you want to. Yeah, and and they don't like you said, like it's inside your head. They don't. You you try to explain it to them, they, they, and some people don't visualize things the same, right? And, and we think that like, oh, there's the, I mean, it's just like perspective. Like someone can say something and then everyone takes it differently, right? It, and it's the same thing for explaining a vision. Like you say it and there was like thinking different things. You're like, no, wait, what? No, and you're getting confused. And so it's like, sometimes you do, like that's why creative people, they do. They, they stay in their own little space and kind of have to have their flow and, you know, and it's not, It's not to be against the world. It's to like, you have to get what's out of your head, you know, 
and and make that happen, you know, and create that, you know, whatever that is. I'm this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah, totally. No, it, it is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you think that you have uh, many more things to to learn about your work, about the about anything about build, building, designing, etc. Do I think it's, do I think it's what? Do, do, do you think you have more to learn about, oh, okay. you know, about your work, about your job? Do you think you, yes. Do you think you, you, you want to, to learn more or do you think that's yes. for you? And we, are, yeah. Okay. Yes. We are always learning. I, I am not, you know, like, I mean, there's always something new to learn for all of us, you know, mm -hmm. in the world until, until we die, you know, we're still learning. Right. Um, I don't think I'll ever be done learning or getting better or perfecting something. Um, do I, do I think things turn out good or like, you know, they're really good work that I've done. Yeah, of course. Like I, I like when I can learn something new though, too. And, and, you know, it's, it's like everything it's, a, it's like that evolution it's changing, it's growing. I mean, we are too, you know, so Constantly, I think, um, yeah, I, I want to keep, I always want to keep learning for sure. Yeah, that's very important to me. I, I ask you this question because I think sometimes most creative don't think that uh, they find, they found their own style and that's it, that's the end of the game. And they don't have to mm -hmm. learn more about their, their own creative process. They think that, okay, they are the best of their style of their job and they don't want to learn more about it and sometimes that could be the end of uh, their creative process because i think when you get stuck into this uh, thoughts you can sometimes be um you you can that, that can lead to a failure because sometimes you, you think yeah. that you you are the best at, at, uh, at your job and sometimes because We, we work for something and something is money sometimes. And yeah, yeah. If, if the clients uh, are disagreed about your job, about your work, that could, lead, uh, of, that could lead to something that lead to a terrible disaster for the creative itself. In, in, in. So, yeah. So, so I, th I think it, it could be also a real problem for some creative to to think that they are okay with their with their creative process and at the end and they just have to continue until the end yeah no you make a really good point i you know it's sometimes well because you like you hit that peak and and you're you're get you know people are saying like oh this is great and mm -hmm. so you want that to continue right it, And, and so that people will stay right there because they think it's just going to continue, but then it doesn't eventually it, it, you know, and so until you start growing again, like, you know, like there's then someone else that comes up and is better than you and what that is, you know, and, and that definitely happens. You're not, no one's going to stay at the top, you know, forever, mm. you know? And so what do you, you always have to keep growing in order to, um, If you, especially if you want to be competitive 
if you do want to, you know, be out there with other people that are doing newer things. And, you know, I mean, obviously, especially in today, like there's so much innovation consistently, you know, technology, whatever that is. I mean, being a creative will always be something that's more personal, I think, to us, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, we have to learn of new ways um, to harness what what that looks like, you know, know, their technology is growing. So maybe there is a part of technology that has to come into that and we have to learn it, you know, I mean, all, all of that, it's really, you know, it's, it is a big deal to, to keep learning. I think it's very, very important. Yeah. And, and you're right. Otherwise they like, they, I think they think that they're getting to that point, but eventually they, they don't feel good about themselves anymore. It, it, eventually it happens where they come down. Yeah. And did, yeah. did you face also this kind of difficulties during your career? Um, I mean, I think personally, I think we all have ups and downs, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's definitely something, I guess, I guess I always see my, like, you know, I mentioned, I always want to grow. So I never, I never see myself as like, oh, I accomplished this and like, that's the best and that's it, you know, or something, or I'm the best. Like, it's it's like, okay, I accomplished this. Like, how can I help others accomplish it? Or how can I, you know, there there's always something else there, I guess, to me to just keep going. And I don't know if that's it. I've always thought of this because I'm one of those people that I do forget to slow down, you know, <laughs> and like be in the moment and be happy because I'm doing so much um and and i'm working on that for sure <laughs> but uh but i but i think it is it, it is always like okay yes i'm happy where i'm at but i i always know i there's more down the road you know so i i think that's just in me you know and and i don't know if everyone's like that you know but that's what's built in me <laughs> and, and because you 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 said that you're working on it but you 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 have done and you do so many things now because we talked about um, your first job work, but you also host a podcast, uh, which is called I Octane, if I, if I remember well, and you participate in other shows. And how did you manage all of this? How do you manage all of this? <laughs> because it's a full-time job. I probably do too much. Yes. But, but the thing is, it's like, I know, uh, I don't look at it like, I guess like a job ever. Like I, like I enjoy doing all of this stuff. Like, yes, if I'm outside you know, painting a car and I'm like sanding and work, like, yes, it's physical work, but I, I'm doing it because I enjoy the outcome of what I'm doing. So I'm never looking at something like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, the reason why we started the podcast is to sh like, like what you're doing to share other people's stories. Cause I, I love that connection. I love hearing someone else's story of how they got to where they are, because then that helps other people. It might connect with one or two other people out there too, to help them get to where they are. Because a, a lot of the times people think like, oh, well that's easy for them. You know, that, that wasn't hard. Like they don't understand the life that I lived. And until someone really shares their story of what that is, then people go like, oh, wow. Like, 
I could do that. You know, it changes their perspective by hearing, you know, someone talk about it of what they're capable of doing. So um, I don't, I don't think any, like I do a lot of different things, but I think it's just to connect to the industry, to the world, to, to be doing all of these different things like that. It's not, you know, I mean, um, yeah, I just, I guess I just enjoy doing all those things. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all related to motorsports. Okay. So, 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 so basically I do, I, I've, I've definitely started to say no more lately to make sure like, is it within things that I want to do? You know, like anything to me that's really motorsports related at the, and that can share and help other people like that. Like that's the stuff that I want to do. So speaking of this, there is a question that came, came to my mind. What's, what's your mission? What's your real mission? Because you, you do a lot for the automotive and motorcycle industry. What's, what's your mission? Um, and it's, I guess it's really part of like the real deal one is it's to help empower other people, mm-hmm. like for them to understand that they're capable of doing these things. So like, um, so my business is, is to customize Broncos, right? We, we customize a lot of Broncos and things like that specifically. But the thing is, is like, it's different when someone has a car that like they get in it and they're just like, the world changes for them. It's like, right. It's like on a motorcycle, right? Everyone's looking at them and they're like, that thing's badass, you know? And they feel like that, like it's helping to give others like a sense of like, like their empowerment of the world and that they can go out and, and go off-roading and tackle any terrain that they can do, you know? And the same is for skilled trades. And I, it's, I know I need to work on uh, putting my mission in a much smaller thing, but basically it is, it's, it's that people, people can be badass. Like they can go and do all of these things are totally capable of this. Um, but then also, uh, to be nice too, <laughs> <laughs> just to be like good humans. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I think that's the thing is like, the more you share good energy with people and, and, and foster that and, and bring that around the world. Like, like that's my goal is, is to, to, be able to have more communities in that to share that and what that's like. And also give a sense because I think, I think that, uh, because you, you, you talk a lot about how you can contribute to this men and women in the yeah. motorcycle and in the automotive industry. But I think you also share something that give a sense for them that uh, make them understand that they are capable of doing things. They can also contribute uh, to your mission. And I think it's uh, like if you see the big picture, you're not just contribute uh, and just uh, giving some tips uh, about how we, you can build something, how you can design something. You 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 give sense for these people. They want to sometimes, but. I think just improve the uh, feeling of self-confidence, but sometimes that's, they just want to, to be more, uh, I don't know if it's really the world, but they want to be more themselves. You know what I mean? Yes. Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Authentic. Like authentic is a good way. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I totally, yeah, that's, that's great that you just said that because, uh, so I have a little sticker. I don't have it with me, but I just, uh, I have some, 
I'll, I'll try to go get one. Uh, one of my, my quotes on the sticker is stay true to you. So that is very, is exactly what you just said right now. It's like, I, I want people to like harness who they are and feel comfortable in that because, you know, a lot of times we do where, you know, like society puts certain beliefs on us, our family does and all these things. And we start to become someone else that we, we, you know, and it's hard to get back to who we are, you know? And so, and so, yes, I would. I want to help people be in their stand in their confidence of who they are. Yes. And I think also at creative works can make you understand who you really are. I think because I, I will give you an example. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a writer and I think more I write, the more I found something about myself, I found something that I never really thought about. And sometimes that's, I like something inside me that just make me think that, oh, okay, it's, it's real me, it's the real me. Uh, and I always it's important to, to find yourself in this process because uh, creative works can lead you to find your, um, your real you, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a hundred percent. And so, and so all of that, I mean, even when Jesse and I thought of the name real deal, it, it, the, the idea behind that was not, you know, again, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't talk about women, right. It's talking about you being authentic. Like it's, it's people would come up to both of us and to, and be like, well, you're the real deal because we, we, we walk our talk, you know, we don't just talk about things we do them. you know, we're out there and we're doing it we're living it and we're, and, and we're genuine with people, you know, and, and it's not, it's not this like fake thing or anything like that. It's like, no, we honestly like want to help you. And we want to do these things, you know, like we're just trying to be good humans and help everyone. And we want them to become exactly that. So yes, the, you know, real deal. And then when we came up with the word revolution, like, you know, that's, it, it's a little disruptive, right? but at the same time it's not it's it's something it's something that like we want to help change the world in a way that's positive like we want these people to become their true authentic self like you're talking about and 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 not follow everyone else right and what everyone else says and thinks and like think for yourself and do your own things that you can do like that and we'll help teach you to do that you know so yeah so, so, definitely part so what will be the next step for you uh, do, do you think that you have all the things to do for this industry, for the automotive and motorcycle industry and for all? Yeah. The right. Um, so de definitely like, I guess, you know, teaching more and doing more things like that. So, so, uh, you know, after, after Jesse passed in 2019, I think that was, you know, it was hard. It was hard to start back up again and do things. And so it probably, it, I, I still did them because we had like, we had an event, you know, only a couple weeks, um, you know, after she had passed and stuff like that. So I was still doing them, but I, I wasn't, you know, I feel now like this last year, I've, I've really gone back in and been like, this is important. I know it was important to her. It was, it, you know, we did this on our spare time. Like this was something that we actually like put money toward, like, it cost us money to, to build this. And that's what people don't realize, you know, like, 
it took years of us putting money into it. Now people are it, it, donating to us, which is amazing. You know, we have people like, you know, Dickie's supporting us and, and the Buffalo chip at Sturgis and just all these great, great people that are really supporting us now. And, and, and we've been working with the Jesse Combs foundation because their, their foundation is separate than what Jesse and I started. Like, like that foundation is basically it's, you know, it's about her, you know, and, and that, and I love that. I love that there is something that we, we can, you know, hold still that, that still holds her light in the world, you know, to share to others, you know? And so they focus on the scholarships and all of that. So then with real deal, we bring some of those women that have, you know, are part of that into what we're doing, you know, and doing the hands-on and helping to teach others too. So, so, and that's the goal is for it to be this, like, you know, this wheel that just keeps turning and then everyone just keeps like, they learn from it and they teach others. And that's the goal is like, to get more of that into the world. And so, um, you know, as I, as I build my own business, I still have that working on too. And then I just, I want to do more things like this. Like, yeah, def definitely. I will start spending more time, um, where that, you know, um, helping to teach others. Yeah. In the future, because you have so many things to yeah. listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. And uh, one one last question: uh, What do you want to share from all your experiences uh, in the automotive industry, in the motorcycle industry, uh, even in your personal life? What do you want to share to all the listeners? <laughs> well, I think you you kind of like left on a good note about like the stay true to you. Like I think we kind of got there, you know, of what <laughs> what that was, and I think. I think I realized that that is something that that I need to say more to other people because I think I think we're all sitting in it like like even myself I realized you know in the last few years I I hadn't been doing that enough you know and and I, I I'm still in a great place and not it it wasn't like I totally steered off the road but I'm like I know that I can do more and I know that there's more inside of me you know like you said like like it's in our head and it's in our heart. It's not someone else's. And so just really, if you know, to share for people, like if there's something inside of you, like there's a reason for it. Like, like you're, you're, you were meant to share that with the world or be that person, you know, and that's okay. So. Okay. We really, really inspired. And so the, my last question is uh, in which uh, social networks can we follow all your adventures? and even websites <laughs> well um you can go to uh my website is teresacontreras.com so on that website i have links to everything uh and then i'm also known as design muse so on instagram i uh, i go by design muse but you can also find it by Teresa Contreras too okay. so and then yeah so there's a link to real deal on there and all the other ones as well okay i will put all the link on the description of this episode to awesome find Okay, thank you so much, Teresa. It was really inspiring for me, I think. And I think for all the listeners that will listen to this episode, because I think, and even in France, because I think in France, uh, one of the most important things that we have to improve is about building mechanics uh, around automotive and motorcycling. Because I think it's like, for now, it's like kind of a male domination and we don't see many women uh, talking about this topic, and I think it's really important to share that we 
have all the rights to do this. And it's not just about men. It's about yeah. all women and men who wants just yeah. to be creative, to create something, to build something just for fun sometimes or, or some or some other times just to, to yes, to maybe to, to light a spark in their head and maybe find a mission. Yeah. So in... It, that's perfect. And I love that you say that. So the reason why so many people like Jesse was on TV, right? And so mm -hmm. a lot of people know her from that. And and that's the thing is we each need to like, we each need to go out there and show what we're doing because there's not enough people showing other people that they can do it. Like people need to see it first, right? Before they think that they can be it. So, so it's like, Yes, people in France, they're not seeing enough of it. So then we need to show, yes, that other women are doing these things. And then one woman gets inspired and then there's more, you know? And so, and yes, the, the, yeah, you have to, you have to see it before you can be it. That, it totally is that. And so, you know, that's what I, I encourage everyone to like share what they're doing, you know, share if they're doing things like that, because it really is important for all of us to go out there and do that. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was really, yeah. really great. Um, for all the listeners, if you have been passionate about this episode, if, uh, share all your love to Therida because I think it will be really, really great that she received all your message uh, and you talk about uh, this episode. It's been a pleasure for me to discuss with you, Therida, to ignite, I think, my day first <laughs> and the day of others. And also uh, subscribe to the podcast for the listeners because we're always writing for a story and the next story could be you, Sirida. See you soon. I hope I will uh, discover other things about you and about your work and maybe listen more often uh, of your post podcast, uh, High Up 10, because I think it will be really important for me also to be inspired by other on all those podcasts, like just mine. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I loved it, Guillaume. This has been awesome. I, I've learned so much from you too, of what you shared as well. So that was great. I, this is exactly why we all have these conversations, right? It's good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you too. <laughs>